Chapter Fifteen of the Ins and Outs of Paris, or Paris by Day and Night, by Julie de Marguerite. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Bourgeoisie. Louis Philippe, in addition to his other names, was also called Le Roi de la Bourgeoisie. So he may have been, but then, when the bourgeoisie came into power, it grew ambitious, like all other parvenus, aspired to distinctions and to rank and emerged into what it deemed a higher sphere certain it is that during the reign of the citizen king the bourgeoisie almost entirely disappeared if it elected the monarch by its own individual power it was not to prove that after all the bourgeois or burghers were the most sensible the most patriotic the most enlightened class of his majesty's subjects but merely that they might be enabled to spring from the mediocrity and inglorious usefulness of a middle class into ministers deputies courtiers consuls and ambassadors expanding their ample chest to the many ribbons honours and crosses which they had all their lives sneered at and secretly envied of the privileged class they banished i can find you some bourgeois still however bourgeois who glory in the title as the citizens of the middle ages who so successfully opposed the kingly powers bourgeois who would rather be what they are merchants or tradesmen succeeding each other through long generations than nobles dating their nobility from yesterday your bourgeois is rich yet there are certain luxuries which he would as soon think of buying as of wearing a crown instead of a hat because he could afford to pay for it he keeps a carriage but it will have only one horse a good strong serviceable fellow who gallops off with the whole family as if they were additional wings instead of additional weights for the fine sleek rogue has been eating his corn in the stable all the week whilst his master has been working your bourgeois never dreams of taking out his carriage during the week he takes a cabriolet whilst his wife and daughter modestly ensconce themselves in a citadine if by chance they have a distant visit to pay though a bourgeoise does not often leave her home except on sunday in this class it is a matter of pride that all the members of the family should work the sons the mother and the fair young elegant and accomplished daughters who will combine all these charms with a thorough knowledge of business and a perfect contentment with the routine of horrid word a trade will you come with me across the pont royal then all along the quai voltaire pausing perhaps at every ten steps before bookstalls with rare old books and engravings such as patient fingers made them before the various lithographs and photographs and heaven knows how many other graphs came to thrust such toiling plodding aside looking up for a moment at the hotel de la villette where voltaire died closed now for more than eighty years left in solemn darkness and solitude out of respect to his memory whilst the revolution his pen had raised has stormed and raged itself to silence without till we come in sight of the bronze henry the fourth on the pont neuf this is the quai conti here is a high house regular and symmetrical with traces of the mansard architecture dating in about louis the fourteenth's time a large porte cochere gives it the appearance of a mansion but above it a painted board declares that au premier messieurs blank et fils silversmiths and jewellers have their magasins ascend the broad stone stairs push those large glass doors and here we are a large room with elegantly gilded walls and soft carpets mirrors comfortable chairs etc 
a drawing-room in fact except that the large cases around contain most magnificent specimens of a favrie rivalling benvenuto and his followers and that one end of the long rosewood counter contains every article of jewellery from the cheapest and most important the wedding-ring to the dearest and most useless the diamond riviere as we enter a young lady with her neat dress made in the latest though not the most extravagant fashion and her silken hair french women have beautiful hair artistically yet simply arranged advances with a courtesy and a grace which custom only associates with courtly manners and asks you what it is the object you desire she leads you to the counter shows you what you want will enter into your views advise with you as to what is most serviceable what most becoming then if the purchase is important the quiet ladylike mother will rise from her seat put down her embroidery and fastening the earrings in her daughter's ears or the diamond sprays in her hair will give you the practical illustrations of the becomingness of parisian art all the families of the faubourg st germain bring their family jewels to this magasin here for centuries are inscribed on the books of the house generation after generation of the same names by various hands of the contemporary generation of this family of jewellers during the revolution of seventeen ninety three many were the family jewels hidden and preserved by these high specimens of honesty and honour the original possessors of these jewels were no more they had died on the scaffold but their children have received from the children of the jeweller all of them back safe and intact to the smallest stone sometimes the grandmother with her white hair her open silk dress with the flounced stiff petticoat beneath and the fichu which marie antoinette crossed over her bosom will come from the inner room leaning on the arm of a young and blooming granddaughter she comes to greet some aged customer as old as herself whom she has known as one of the beauties of marie antoinette's court but who is now a grave and sorrow-stricken woman who has left husband and children in foreign graves and to whom privation and suffering have grown familiar the aged bourgeoise so happy that her obscurity and insignificance preserved her from the revolutionary storm will talk with saddened tone to the good duchess of years gone by of the brilliant and courteous seigneurs of former days so gay so liberal so polite how all are now dispersed some on the plains of la vendee some on the shores of germany some in unknown graves in england and many in the fausse commune of the guillotine at clamart the son of this model bourgeois is a fine intelligent young man who brings an artist's tastes into his trade he has travelled and has studied the setting of stones in all the shrines of the saints in italy and spain he is an accomplished draughtsman and passes his time in the workshop and in furnishing elegant artistic designs family love is the great religion of this class in france where in all ranks respect for family ties is universal a desire to extend their business in their own sphere is their only ambition whilst the greatest of all their enjoyments is the possession of a country house near paris where on a sunday the whole family from the aged grandmother to the very youngest grandchild may assemble at the same table it is for this that the sleek horse above mentioned is solely reserved railroads and steam-cars may puff and dash past the very door you will not get your staid bourgeois to give up his jog-trot of two leagues an hour and if victor or oscar the young men of the family will be so reckless as to trust themselves to these new inventions mammas sisters and wives will offer many secret halves for their preservation till they see them safe and sound at the garden gate 
the country house so called is at auteuil verrieres sceaux or clamart all lovely environs of paris within a two hours drive auteuil since the fortifications and the almost incorporation of the bois de boulogne into paris has been very much deserted by the bourgeois artists actors and authors have bought those lovely cottages and luxuriant gardens for in the capital of the arts artists authors and actors elsewhere proverbially poor are rich and prosperous scribe has a beautiful house here also beranger anisette bourgeois delacroix mademoiselle annet mademoiselle dose dumas or had and many other celebrities every sunday brings to these people guests of their own set making as you may imagine very merry and delightful parties as you pass by the sound of billiard balls music and laughter makes your heart glad for sympathy now there is nothing your bourgeois so much dreads as an artist they scarcely believe in his talent for they cannot understand the utility of his labours then they set him down as an extravagant unprincipled irreligious the bourgeois would rather see his daughter marry to the poorest workman in his atelier than to an artist and to know that the son had spoken to an actress would be a source of actual grief to his mother so our bourgeois has left auteuil and behold him ensconced in a square stone house at verrieres it has in front a large paved courtyard and behind a garden with its vines overhanging alleys its currant bushes its strawberry beds its peach cherry almond apricot and pear trees teeming with fruit here is an alley for ninepins there opening on to the lawn a billiard-room close by shaded by an overhanging willow fashioned into a bower sit the matrons of the family then a little further off are the younger matrons showing off to sisters-in-law the toddling progress of the babies since last sunday further on their arms twined round each other's waists slowly pacing up and down a shaded alley are the young girls whispering low those girlish secrets which the weak may have furnished or consulting about some surprise to be got up out of their slender purse for the fate or birthday of some member of the family at twelve the breakfast with its cold dishes of meat and fish its hot and deliciously seasoned vegetables with fruit of every kind its bordeaux its sweet vin blanc ending with a cup of such coffee as only a parisian servant can make then at six the dinner such as is not to be had out of france but by those rich enough to pay a sawyer or a yule of their own a sum equal to a revenue here at the right hand of her son the master of the house let whoever will be the guest sits the venerable grandmother and then around are dispersed the family even to the child propped up in its high chair well brought up and accustomed to be with their parents it must be said that french children are well behaved having discretion to cry only in proper season in this rank of life young girls never go to school but under the eye of their mother acquire by the help of masters the instruction and accomplishments suited to their station a part of the company not to be forgotten are the servants so attentive and respectful they have probably been for twenty years in the family and love it as their own between breakfast and dinner a long strolling walk in the woods of verrieres is taken by those who love the country really though it must be confessed that the true bourgeois does not include long walks woods or fine scenery among his enjoyments the trees of his garden and his own flower-beds satisfy his aspirations for the picturesque 
and his pedestrian tastes are sufficed by walking round his own billiard-table inhaling the country perfumes through his open windows admiring the prattle of his grandchildren and the song of canary-birds as it is borne to him on the gentle breeze that shakes the blossoms from the trees but the absence of city noises the assembly of the whole family and fresh fruits and sweet cream are all the bourgeois asks from the country now to arrive at these every barriere or gate of paris offers on a sunday a confusion of vehicles of every description vehicles undreamed of in the annals of coach-making vehicles that seem never to have been made they are so ugly so heavy so inconvenient no workman ever could have designed or executed these excrescencies of coach-making there is your cuckoo a large cabriolet containing three seats in depth and supposed to hold nine people but on sunday it is discovered that these nine can hold nine more on their knees then en avant marengo shouts the driver to the thin lank harridan who stands whisking the flies away with his miserable shorn tail arrêtez shouts the voice of some belated passenger and the driver stops or the twenty drivers of twenty cuckoos all alike stop to catch the last passenger ici mon bourgeois ici rattles from all quarters marchez donc es from the groaning and reeking inside with an oath that sounds like a conglomeration of all the r's in every alphabet in the world montez montez from all the drivers in a breath and the bewildered passenger climbs up the nearest vehicle the driver gives him his own seat and coolly seats himself on the knees of his passenger en avant and off they go no not yet what another where is he to go there's plenty of room where where why on the footboard to be sure with your legs stretched out so comfortably on the horse's back the best place in the world you ought to pay double for you have the pleasure of a ride on horseback and in a carriage at the same time this is called riding en lapin though why i cannot tell any more than why the vehicle is called a cuckoo for it has no ornithological resemblance to that bird that can be seen well at last off they go in reality all good-tempered all beginning to date their day's pleasures from the accidents and events of this ride whence they emerge into the bois de vincennes the park of sceaux or the plains of clamart very red very hot and very thirsty as the marchand de vin can tell you ten minutes afterwards then for montmorency and versailles such aristocratic places you have the real diligence with its coupe and rotonde and its four horses with rope harness jingling bells and a wag of a conductor with his blue uniform and gold-laced cap saying pretty things to the chambermaids as they stand at the door as he passes drinking with the outside passengers and talking so gingerly with the fine ladies inside bound for a picnic in the forest of montmorency a forest composed mostly of cherry trees under which you dine and have the dessert dropping voluntarily from the loaded boughs into the dishes beneath then you have the omnibus which will carry you for six big copper sous and an unheard-of number of bits of pasteboard of all colours mysteriously dealt out by the conductor and called correspondance from the barriere des roules to the barriere du trône there ensconcing yourself in another omnibus under the protection of another piece of pasteboard and the same six sous you will be taken to vincennes or to any place you choose within six miles of paris 
a good deal of shouting a good deal of laughing some quarrelling a little fighting lots of pretty grisettes quantities of witty workmen in brand new blouses twisting their well-trimmed moustaches some rollicking students a few very quiet and discreet young ladies with papas in blue coats white gloves black trousers and pumps leaning on gold-headed canes and looking indignantly solemn innumerable gamins emerging from everywhere and climbing heaven knows where such are the charms of a jaunt among the petite bourgeoisie of paris very funny very characteristic and uncommonly dusty what are we going in reality on such an expedition as this certainly this is paris here are the people painted by paul de coq you will only find them here as you will only find him in the porter's lodge the grisette's work-bag and the workman's pocket englishmen and englishmen alone read him in the higher ranks and fancy they are getting an insight into parisian life one wonders they ever come to paris after such a course of reading the paris there depicted can have so very few attractions but they do venture and many perhaps are sorry to discover that there are other authors than paul de coq and other ranks of life than those he painted Asterisk. the publisher of this work would beg to observe that paul de coq's works are of a different description from the innumerable infamous volumes which have been published in this country under his name and which were composed by persons in new york and boston whose vileness did not hesitate to add fraud to obscenity the real works of paul de coq although treating for the most part of the life and manners of the lower classes and written in exceedingly bad taste are still not such as to exclude their author's name from all mention in decent society End of chapter fifteen